Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your city upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. All right. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. This is Justin. I'm your host. Hey, we're helping you turn your city upside down. How are we doing that? Well, we're giving you scriptural motivation and strategy so you can get out there and get some stuff done for your king, King Jesus. And we've got a great episode planned uh, today for you. I'm joined in the studio right now by some very special guests, my good friend, Mike Bishop. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Justin. Thanks y- for having us. Yeah, man. We're so glad you're here. And former U.S. Congressman Randy Forbes. Good morning, sir. Justin, good morning. We're just delighted to be here with you today. Yes, sir. Man, I am honored that you guys are here. I mean, this is an all-star cast. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, um, we've got some great things that we want to share with you today. Uh, Congressman and Mike are both doing tremendous things. And, um, you know, it's, it's good to know. I am so glad to know that uh, there are people just like y'all that are working, uh, not just behind the scenes. There's a lot that goes on that no one even sees, but the movement and the momentum of what you're doing in front of the scenes, uh, things that, that you're starting, things that you're leading, places that you're going. In fact, tonight you are the keynote uh, speaker for our local National Day of Prayer gathering. That's tremendous. But um, some things that you've done and kind of uh, known for, of course, you were the congressman, uh, U.S. representative for Virginia, right? That's correct. And uh, you also uh, are co-founder of the Congressional Prayer Caucus. And there's some tremendous things happening there. Uh, Justin, you know, one of the things that uh, we appreciate so much being uh, here with you, we appreciate what you're doing, but also because we just want to give people encouragement and joy because, you know, everything yes, they see on TV today, mu- much of it's censored, much of it has agendas, yes, and, sir. and they're getting the bad stuff, and they're not seeing the stuff that the Lord really is doing, and he's doing some exciting, powerful stuff out there. And part of it is what he's doing within government, even though we see mm, all mm-hmm. of this bad stuff that's taken uh, place. Uh, Mike, you mentioned Mike, you know all the wonderful stuff that Mike does, but Mike is the co-chairman of mm. the, um, uh, uh, is, is the co-director. Um, and we have um, state directors for all of our prayer caucuses. We are in 41 states now, and Arkansas has just a powerful, uh, powerful state prayer caucus. Mm. It's led by Mary wow. Bentley. It yeah. was Jason uh, Rapert, uh, who right. was the uh, chairman before that. But they're doing some exciting, wonderful things yeah, we like Mary. Uh, uh, across the country, and uh, we're just excited to be here to talk about some of those today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Mike, so yeah, you are the, uh, you're helping to lead the Arkansas uh, prayer caucus, yes. right? Yes, yes. Uh, about a year ago, I was invited, you know, uh, you know Tony Rose. Tony, oh, yeah, yep. Tony hey, Tony. The, the, uh, that's right. Hey, Tony. I, I'm sure she's tuning in <laughs> she's, this morning. She's probably listening. Uh, but, uh, you know, she and I started about five years ago a movement called An American Speaks. Yeah, and tremendous. And the primary purpose of that uh, at the time was to to raise the Christian voice, to just uh, to invigorate and, and re-energize us and just becoming aware of what was happening. And then uh, through that, Tony began working with, uh, with uh, Senator Rapert and with Mary and, of course, Congressman Forbes, and we got, uh, we got so impressed with what they were doing through the Congressional Prayer Caucus that uh, when we were asked to join and, and help lead the effort here in Arkansas, it was just a, it was a true privilege to get to do that. Yeah, tell us really quickly kind of that, uh, the story of Room 219. 
Yeah, 219. It's interesting, uh, Justin. So go back to 2005, and many of us and many of the people listening to you today, they were sensing something was happening in the country. And to be honest with you, uh, we couldn't really put our fingers on exactly what was happening, but we knew it wasn't organic. It wasn't something that was just evolving, that all of a sudden people started reading books and and they were turning away from the Lord. This was Mm -hmm. something that was organized. It was financed. It was well orchestrated. Uh, An anti-faith movement that was beginning in the country. And what we Mm. realized was that uh, we wanted to do something, but we wanted to do what the Lord wanted us to do. We didn't want to just do what we thought was the smartest thing or the wisest thing to do because we knew that was going to be so important. And one of the things the Lord led us to do was to begin to pray for the country. And it started with a room that was 219, which is the room that's closest to the House of Representatives chamber. And um, I'll be be honest with you, I, I felt the Lord leading me to go in there and pray for the country and to bring members of Congress in. Mm-hmm. But for six months, we couldn't get many people to join. I mean, it would be me and, and one other member from Alabama or me and a member from Texas. But at the end of about six months, I literally prayed and I said, Lord, if you don't want me to do this, would you release me? Because it was kind of embarrassing going in there, you know, every the first first night of every week right, uh, right. of the first session. And, and and Justin, I don't expect people to believe this, but it was just true. The Lord does some wonderful things. I get up, <laughs> I open the door, and there's ten members of Congress out there. Okay, and wow. and each wow. of them had come separately, and they said we've been wanting to come for some reason or the other. We haven't. Have you finished praying yet? And I said, No, no, no. Come on in. By wow. the time wow. I left Congress, which was 16 years later, it would be packed every single session the first night of the um, the week when we would all come back in the first votes were always around six o'clock or six thirty okay. on because people were flying in from all over the country you cast your first votes and they would go into that room republicans and democrats and get down on their knees and wow. pray for god's healing of our land and all of a sudden that began to take on around the country and yeah. we began to see two things one the power we would have in prayer but secondly it's not kneeling in prayer it's, that's the start. But then it's being willing to stand up and fight for some of these things that were going on. We grew quickly to over 100 members of Congress. We had the, the U.S. Senate, the U.S. House, who then began to realize we needed to be strategic and pushing back on this anti-faith stuff. And we started winning, um, and are, they're continuing to win. But then that grew. Justin, mm. from uh, just 100 and some members of, of Congress to 41 states, 41 uh, states now yeah. that we have uh, legislative prayer caucuses in, and we have wonderful people like Mike and Tony in each of these states. But the great thing is, Justin, what, what they're um, doing is they're coming up, uh, committing to the Lord in prayer and calling people to prayer. But secondly, realizing that if we're going to win, we need to be strategic and we need to build the networks to win. And that's what we're about doing so we mm. can transform this country. So the room uh, 219, there, there's a room 219 in every, okay, so that that's kind of the thing. Let's gather and pray in room well, it was, it was interesting in how it kind of got started from there. Um, uh, after we began praying, I, I was actually invited to a church in Richmond, Virginia. And, and it was just one of those kind of bring your politician to church day, you know, where you, you've seen them all before. Like show and tell. Yeah, show and tell. You, you lined up in, on the front row, and, and the pastor just said, Randy, you're the highest-ranking um, uh, elected official here. Will you come up and just share a little bit about what's going on in Washington? Well, instead of sharing about taxes and all this I shared about room 219, you know, wow. that we're going yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was not very eventful. Everybody just appreciated you being there. I'm, I, I left. And next day I'm driving up to D.C. to, to go to, uh, to, the, to the session. And I get a call from their Commonwealth's attorney there. And he says, Randy, he said, you don't know what happened in this church. 
the mm. other day. Mm. And he said, um, our men now are gathering at uh, 2.19 in the afternoon on a conference wow. call, and we're okay. praying for the country. The mm. women That's a are good sitting, idea. The women are sitting up a room called 2.19 in the front of the church to pray for the country. said, you know, this is a powerful thing. When leaders pray, other mm. people believe they can come wow. up and pray too. And so wow. that led us to create the first ever Congressional Prayer Caucus in the history of the United States Congress. Mm. And when we did, it is the first time a caucus was set up to defend and protect faith and faith mm. issues. And it has just grown um, exponentially since that time. Wow. Wow. You know, uh, a lot of people right now, the sentiment towards elected officials is kind of, you know, low. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, this is tremendous. And I uh, just want to say thank you, sir. Um, you know, I, uh, I believe in what you guys do, really do. And, and I think people want to. People want to believe. They want to really put their whole um, confidence that the people that they elect and choose to go represent them are doing just that. And I think these movements like this personally uh, really gives hope. Um, you know, we're in a very conservative area. You know, we're in the Bible Belt. Okay, a lot of people, you know, are very familiar. They're, they know some biblical ideas. But then, and we talked about this a little bit before, it's like, you know, I grew up kind of, and no one directly told me. But it, you know, I really felt it when I got in the ministry is this kind of this, hey, let's not talk about this kind of stuff. Let's keep these two worlds separate. And just hearing and seeing, um, you know, you can go to the website, the cpcfoundation.com uh, and go to the prayer caucus uh, initiative page. You can see where these are established. This is hopeful. And just what you just said there, just sharing that story and how it impacted even that local church. Uh, I mean, you didn't necessarily were you weren't necessarily invited there as a minister. You know, oh. you weren't the evangelist. But look at what happened. The impact uh, spiritually, even that you had on that church. That's amazing. You know, one of the things that just um, amazed me, uh, Justin, is I'll be with Christians who will tell me over and over again. You know, we really hate what the secularists are doing to our country and to our children. We yeah. hate what they're teaching them in school. Talking to that, we hate we hate for what they are getting them to believe. And and I, I was somewhere the other day, another part of the country, and a lady came up to me and she said, "Don't you just hate what the secularists are doing to our children? And don't you just hate what they're doing to our schools?" And then she said this, and, and she said, "She said we really appreciate what you're doing to stand up to them." And I listened to her, and I said, well, thank you, but let me tell you what I worry about more. Mm -hmm. And she said, what? I said, what the secularists are doing to you. Mm. And, and, then, sure. and she looked at me puzzled, and she said, oh, oh no, no I'm, I'm a very committed Christian. I sure. said, let me just throw these couple of things at you. I said, first of all, the number one thing that's transformational in my life and your life is the fact that Jesus Christ died, and he rose from the dead. Amen. And, I, and mm -hmm. I looked at her and I said, the secularists have got you living your life as though that's a theory, not a fact. Mm. And you know, how yes, many sir. Christians do we have wow. that say, you know, I'm constantly testing my theory. I'm praying if God doesn't answer this, maybe he's not true. If God doesn't do mm. this, maybe he's not true. You know, if, if we believe the secularists, we live our lives as though that fact was a theory instead of truth. And yet you look at the secularists today 
And, and if nothing else is true, we know that you can take all of the money they can accumulate, all the knowledge that they have, and they can't hold a marriage together. Mm-hmm. They can't mm-hmm. take a young person and give him meaning and purpose in his life, or even keep him from wanting to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And yet mm-hmm. you give that fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. If they mm-hmm. live as though that's true, it is going to transform their lives. But the second thing, Justin, and this is a huge thing for all your listeners to realize, the secularists have duped us into believing the same metrics that they use. Mm. So if you and I were to go next door and we could pack 50,000 people in the stadium, we would say, look at this. Isn't this wonderful? Isn't this great? And yet look at what God's always done. He took one man to change the world, 12 disciples to rewrite civilization. He looked at Gideon and said, you got too many men. He took one prostitute. (laughs) He said, he took a prostitute. I see where you're going. I love this. He took a prostitute and he said, uh, you know, you proclaim that Jesus Christ rose. But the figure we tell everybody is 12%. If you look across the world, every historical event, every country, every corporation, every church, 12%, and Mm. it could be 11, it could be 13, but about 12% of the people can transform that country. We don't need to be focused on 50% or 100,000 people's stadiums. If we find the 12%, and I promise you there's 12% of people in mm-hmm. this country who believe Jesus Christ rose from the dead, who believe in the principles of the Bible. If we find those 12% and we get them to do three things, one, pray, mm-hmm. but two, then be strategic. And I'll just say this with all the humility I can. Christians yeah. are the least strategic people that I've ever met in my life. And getting yeah. them to be strategic that's for real. is important. That's, that's but real. the third thing is being willing to build networks because Christians love to say, no, Mm -hmm. no, I'm just going to go in my prayer room. I'm going to go up on my cabin. I'm going to go somewhere else. I can do this. I don't need other people. If you're going to run this church today, you need electricity probably Mm -hmm. and air conditioning to do it. I mean, that's just to get people in here. Mm -hmm. If you're going to win in the 21st century, you've got to have be strategic and to um, build networks. That's what the Congressional Prayer Caucus with these leaders are trying to do mm. to that 12%. That's phenomenal. We do phenomenal. it, we'll change the country. Uh, now, I didn't say this before, but uh, of course you also founded the National Tr- Strategic Center. National Strategic Center, and what it is, my expertise in Congress was national strategy. Okay, um, yes. I, I, I was studying how we built budgets to um, you know, beat and uh, protect against the Chinese, the Russians, yeah, those yeah, kind yeah. of things. And what I realized, huh. Justin, was we're facing today every bit as big a challenge within the country as we have without the country. And yet we haven't used those same strategic principles to come here and say, how do we act strategically instead of just emotionally and all over the map? The National Strategic Center is the first center of its kind in America where we bring together the best strategists in the country to say, what are the anti-faith people doing? How are they attacking us? How are they going to attack you? How are they going to attack Mike? But then how do we create strategies to defend and protect against that and to protect our children and our grandchildren Mm -hmm. and their futures? I love that. And, uh, of course, we need to follow up with that where we can get some information out to the folks. But, you know, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing people with a lot of want to Mm -hmm. but with no how to. Mm -hmm. You know, know, in in our area, you know, there's that, um, you know, people just have that classic conservative, uh, pro-patriot, pro-U.S. Yeah, but but yet what I'm saying really, Mike, is they don't know how. Right. We don't know how to organize. Right. And and I don't know if it's, a, if it's the case of too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Uh, you know, everybody wants to be, be the leader. Nobody wants to be the follower. I'm not sure if that plays into it. But, um, you know, I want, I'm going to kind of throw this in here too. But so I read that Time Magazine kind of did this phenomenal piece on the Democratic win. 
And uh, while I was disappointed and frustrated in reading through it, they kind of did a really good job chronicling how that movement worked together on a grassroots roots level. Um, and there probably was some shenanigans and some funny business going on, but still here, here they are. They're, they're uh, putting together this, this piece and they're talking about how this group worked with this group and that group worked work, work with this group. And, um, you know, regardless of, you know, uh, you know, whether anybody believes it was shenanigans or not, the, the point was they worked together at a level that I think it even shocked them. Now, that's what we need uh, on this level. You know, so I lead a local church. I'm involved in a local community. Uh, you know, the strategy to bring people together on, on a common game plan. Hey, let's all do this. Now, I know everybody's got 25 plans, but hey, here's a plan that's going to work. And then winning them to get involved in that plan. We need that. We need more of that. Justin, you're exactly right. And and I want to tell you, I love Christians. I've been one of them since I was nine years old. You know, <laughs> but we need but, help, brother. We're the, worst, we're the worst strategists. And also, we, are. And we don't play well in the sandbox together because everybody, I, I, I walked in. Um, this that's, was, that's the this, devil. This, you this, you this know what? You're right. Was, the, tower, the Tower of Babel. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, there was this whole, this huge organization. You, you would know this organization. There were broadcasters. All, okay, all okay. Right. And I walk into them, and they asked me to come talk to them. You know, what do we need to do to win and, and, and about strategies and stuff. And I walked, the first thing I told them was this. I said, look, I love all you guys. I love what you do. But here's the problem I got. 98% of you who came in today, believe the, the Lord spoke to you personally <laughs> about what you need to do for this country and where you need to go. Right. And you think anybody who disagrees with that right, right, is right. heresy and they're wrong and you're yeah. not going to listen to them. Yeah. I said, that's, that's the problem. I said, that's why you're losing. You know, <laughs> I said, it, 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 and yeah, Justin, right. I can tell you, we have tried to get some of the bigger Christian organizations in a room together. They're more jealous and competitive of each other. Yeah. I'm not downplaying that they do one. No, no, ministry. but it's, but it's for real. But for if real. we're going to win, yeah. that's why we yeah. say this. We start with the fact Jesus Christ is alive, and we got a lot right. of power there that we yeah. just leave on the shelf. The second thing is 12%. What I need to do is find that 12%. Okay. And look, if 20% of them don't want to work together, don't want to be strategic, it's okay. It's okay. We just okay. keep yeah. moving together right. yeah. ourselves. It's but okay. what you and I have to find and what your listeners have to find, if they want to win, is we have to recognize you are exactly right. You can say what you want to about deceptive practices or anything else. The real essence why they won this election is because they were able to come together strategically yeah. and build the networks. Yeah. If we and can do the real. same thing, we can turn this country around. Mm -hmm. But we've got to be strategic, and that's what we do at the strategic. But then secondly, find mm. ways to come together. I'll take Arkansas. You're a bastion of people who love the Lord, who are conservative. But if you can't come together and build those networks, mm -hmm. you will lose what you have. It may be 20 mm -hmm. years from now. It may be 20 mm -hmm. days from mm -hmm. now. But that's why it's so important that we not be. You and I were talking about that parable of the, the wheat yeah. and the tares. We don't want to be the ones that fell asleep and yeah. let them come in and plant the tares. That's so good. I mean, and because in effect, in a lot of ways, you know, when you see the direction that, uh, you know, the current administration's taken, a lot of people aren't, they're, they're not game, game for that. And, uh, and people are going, well, that, but how, and, and at some point, at some point we fell asleep, we snoozed a little bit, we right? Felt we fell asleep. And so, uh, if we want to see a difference going forward, cause there, there is, there is hope. There's, there's hope and, and it's not fluff. It's not pie in the sky. It is real stuff. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that's interesting, Justin, if you look, most of your, uh, listeners feel this way. 
you probably feel this way. I feel this way. Some of us wake up in the middle of the night and we just know something's not right so, with mm-hmm. the country. We, we don't know what it, we can't always put our hand on it. Now we can see all the legislation that's coming out we think is horrible, but you're still wrestling with something. And here's what the something is. For the first time in your life, Mike's life, and my life, mm. a majority of the people with political power in this country and a majority of the people with economic power in this country mm. believe that what you and I call the Bible is foolishness. Right. And, and Paul wrote about it. You know, he said, you know, this group uh, is going to believe it's foolishness. This group believe it's the power of God. But it's the first time that a majority of the people with political power and economic power mm. believe it's foolishness. Mm-hmm. Now, what that leads mm-hmm. them to conclude is that what that book says is evil is really good, and mm-hmm. what that book says is good is really evil. And there's something with us that's saying that's just wrong. Now, Justin, mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. thing that we're seeing, first time in my lifetime, and I've been in this a long time, you know, is we are seeing the people with that political power and that economic power are willing to use it to force you to live your life as though what the scriptures say is evil is good mm-hmm. and what the scriptures say is good is, is evil. And in, it, it, we have a choice. We can go quietly into the night. We can quit. Or we can come up and say, God, here I am. I'm going to listen to you. First thing you told me to do is pray. I'm going to do that. But then I am going to be strategic and I'm going to build these networks, and we're going to turn this thing around. I love it. Love it. Um, um, I may bring in a thought here towards the end, but a couple of things that I want to touch on during the time that we have uh, with you. Mike, you just jump in here just whenever, okay? I will. <laughs> you, I yeah, will. just jump in. Uh, so uh, I did, did want to touch on the Congressional Prayer Caucus, and, and how, how, how can, um, you know, because people are listening all over the United States, all over the world, but this would apply to people here in the states primarily, but um, how can the just the average person like like myself or just you know the the average person how can they get involved in the prayer caucus movement? Well, first of all, they could go to our website and they could just okay. connect to do that. Uh, the other thing they can do, and and I wasn't going to raise it, but I'll give it to you. If I think I have it here. There's a telephone number okay. that I can give yes, you. Yes, please. Seven five seven three six seven eight four four five. If they'll just text. CPCF, that's the initials for the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation, okay. CPCF in all caps, then they will be connected and somebody will connect back to them and they'll begin getting information on what's going on with the attacks on faith, how they can help, things they can do in their communities to okay. change this around. And one of the things, Justin, we're seeing people doing, um, this is not just something that people can say, why don't they do something? The question we ask everybody, are you one of that 12%? Or yeah. you're not. Yeah. And most people and thank say, you for I want to be up. one of those 12%. Yeah. And, and one of the things we're trying to do is we're, we're building things that we call faith impact groups. Um, it is different than a Bible study. It's different in a, than a uh, prayer group. Many of them were Bible studies, were prayer groups. But it's men coming together, or men and women coming together, or women coming together and saying, look, we're going to look at verses. We're going we're gonna to look at the scriptures. But here's the other thing we're going to do. We understand this is a fight for faith in our country. Mm-hmm. And, and at the mm-hmm. end of this really time, we're going to ask this. What can we do to defend faith in our community this week? Not six months from now, not six years mm-hmm. from now. And we actually send out for them. We call them toolkits. But it's something what any okay. ordinary individual can take, and they can say, I can do this, and it makes a difference in their community. Mm-hmm. If we begin mm-hmm. to make that structure build up where we're uniting together across the country— Again, we're going to turn the culture of this country around. I appreciate this thing you've you've repeated several times. You know, uh, and, and it's this: is that 
the average person needs to get involved. You know, um, you know, I think in some ways there's some undue pressure put on you guys, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and then when you all don't perform exactly or dance to the tune that everybody plays and everybody throws you, on, throws you under the bus, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. uh, because regular men and women, righteous men and women, just need to get involved. You, you know, that famous quote's been attributed to several different people, but basically all it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. And so this is a way, and I want to encourage everybody listening, you know, hey, part of what our podcast is, is helping you to turn your cities upside down. And, but, but if you don't get involved, if you don't take action, if you don't um, take advantage of opportunities like this that are being provided, um, you know, you're just going to be frustrated. And so this is a good opportunity for you to take those steps to help uh, turn your city, turn your state, turn your region upside down down. And so uh, get involved in that. There's a number, we'll uh, put all this in the show notes, the website and the telephone number. Um, get involved in that. The second thing that I want to touch on here is the In God We Trust movement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, you know, Mike actually uh, uh, made me aware of this and I actually uh, tried to get Matt. I was going to have Matt come. Matt, Matt and I, a friend of mine, local friend of mine here, business owner, tremendous guy. Um, uh, we got involved and uh, between Matt and I and some other people, we, we helped to uh, get these posters out to every school in our county and, and right. in our district. Uh, we got it in all the hot spots, you know, we gave one to the mayor. Uh, that's a phenomenal movement. Talk a little bit about that. Well, Justin, first of all, thank you for what you did and thank Mike for what he's done. But let me just tell yeah, you, you guys did it awesome, comes Mike. back to what we talked about in being strategic. And this whole mm -hmm. thing started strategically. And here's what happened. We were seeing them ripping God out of everything, yeah. ripping him out of our textbooks, taking him off the walls. I had a senator from the Midwest. He came to me and he said, Randy, I've never helped with this stuff before. That's what he called it. You know, this, that's what non-Christians normally right. call stuff. Christian stuff, this stuff before. <laughs> but he said, let, let me just tell you stuff. what happened. He said, I, I went home last weekend, and my little girl is um, in the first grade. And she came home, and she told her mother that they were going to have self-esteem day. And he said, I don't even know what that is, but they're, they're going to have something called self-esteem day. And she needed to come to her class and tell them something that made her special. My wife told her what your wife would have probably told your children. said, you go tell them that God made you, and he made oh, wow. you special. Wow. Okay. He said, my little girl in the first grade in a Midwestern conservative okay. state <laughs> raised, Help her, us. raised her hand, jumped back, and said, Mommy, Mommy, you don't understand. I can't say God in school. Wow. He said, I cried. He said, I cried because I thought if she can't feel she can say that. Think about the kids in New York and Vermont oh, yeah. and these other yeah, places. Yeah. And he said, will you help us? What can we do? And I said, well, yeah. I said, we, there are some things we can do. And so we actually drafted a resolution for the floor of the House of Representatives that reaffirmed our national motto, in yeah. God we trust. Right. Now, the liberals attacked it. They hated it. But at the end of the day, 396 mm. people voted for it. But what they missed, Justin, was why we strategically did that. The second part of that resolution said, and encourage it to be put up in schools, public institutions, yes. public buildings. Yes. We then launched an effort. I went back and I looked at my own office, and here I just did this resolution. I didn't have In God We Trust up in my office. So all of a sudden, we uh, created 100 beautiful In God We Trust plaques, and we put them up in congressional offices. 
and we put them up in the speaker's office and the minority yeah. leader's office and wow. the majority leader's office, 100 members of Congress. But then what we started telling people is, you know, they can tear it out of the history books, like, but you can get it up in, in your classrooms. You can put it up in your homes and your businesses. Um, if a child walks into school and a teacher's saying, you can't say God, and they see in God we trust in that classroom, yeah. they're saying, yes, I can. Yeah. The interesting thing, Justin, to talk about how we can turn this thing around, the largest conservative um, movement that had happened in the last 10 years before that was, believe it or not, Chick-fil-A Appreciation Day. Okay. 983,000 people wow. went out to kind of say, we're supporting Chick-fil-A. Yeah. yeah. And in God We Trust, from that day on, over 4 million in God We Trust plaques went up wow. around America. Okay. We had um, people calling us just like you. We had a man calling from Ohio that said, I went to my school. He said, I was surprised how easy it was to get it in there. He, he's now on a crusade yeah. to get it put up in classrooms across uh, there. We wow. had last year, wow. I think it was 11 states that actually passed laws, putting God We Trust up in classrooms. That's big deal that change, is. Justin. Yeah. And you yeah. you had a part of that, and everybody that put up one of those plaques had, yeah. a, had a major part. You know, Congressman, if um, I can add to yeah. that, you know, uh, one of the things that happened in that, and this is just for, for those of you that are listening, this is how this can work in your community. Once, it, once we were made aware of the program, uh, we were at a unity prayer meeting, and we just mentioned the fact, and then the first night uh, we had enough money pledged by people like Justin and Matt and others. There was one little boy that was there. He was, uh, I don't know, 9 or 10 years old at the time. He came up to me afterwards and gave me a dollar. Mm. He wanted to be part yeah. of that. He wanted to sponsor a poster that we put up in the schools. We then uh, we, we worked uh, through a, a program with Home Depot, and we were able to get the frames, and we come together, and we had a framing party for these. And we had about 30 people show up in one of our fellowship halls, put them together, and then, uh, again, several of us, Justin and Matt and several of us, went out school by school and presented those and prayed for that school. And it's just been yeah. phenomenal uh, how it does. And what that does is it. what I've seen here in our area is that it just makes me, what else can I do? Uh, yeah, what totally. Else can Mike, I do? that's so true. You know, totally. one of the things, Justin, you were talking about, when leaders stand up, the, the great thing is if, if, if a member of Congress will stand up, then a state legislator says, I can stand up. Then uh, a city council member says, I can stand up. Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. a father or mother says, I can stand up in my own home you right. know, and put in God we trust up here. Wow. That's what that 12% began to do to transform the country. And I'm glad you said that about, because Justin had raised earlier how everybody can do uh, something. Even the children can do. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. this young boy that came in and gave you that dollar, I still remember. We were That's fighting tremendous. a huge, huge piece of legislation when I was a state legislature against the gambling industry. And okay. they had spent $2.5 million to destroy me and to destroy Virginia at that time. And we were pushing them back. We'd won wow. every single wow. thing. But I'm going to tell you, there was one moment when, I, I, you know, I, I'm just feeling overwhelmed. I'm saying, how am I going to stand up to, to this? I was in my office. I was just really overwhelmed because it looked like they were going to win. They ultimately didn't, but it looked like they were going to win. And I look up, and there's this boy. He's probably 10 or 12 years old. And I'm wondering, first of all, how, how did you get through security? How did you get there? You know, he's at my door, and he's looking at me, and um, he, he just says, um, Mr. Forbes. And I said, I said, yes, son. He said, I just wanted to come and tell you my family has been praying for you 
don't quit. Wow. And and I'm going to tell you, if he'd have given me a okay. million dollars, Justin, yeah. it couldn't have been more powerful. And I said, sure. son, we're not. And, you know, mm. they're the kinds of things that the 10-year-olds, wow. the 12-year-olds, the 15-year-olds can do that's going to turn this country around. Wow. You know, Mike, I, if I remember right, you know, we went to all the, all these schools, you know, we got our picture with them. And I think there was only one um, superintendent that struggled just a little bit. But you know, I'm you know I'm I'm armed though with like no, this is law, brother. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> this it. is the law. We were one of those eleven states that you were referencing yeah. that put it into law. Our state senator uh, Jim Dodson here. He Dodson, did a great yeah. yeah, did a great yeah. job. Of course, Jason did a great yeah. job. Yeah, Jason was yeah. working with that. And, and yeah. you know, Justin, one of the interesting things we had a community, a city. It's a pretty good sized city, um, and they wanted to put in God we trust the sheriff actually put it on his vehicles and one of these anti-faith organizations wrote him a letter well the great thing is now we have legal departments and so mm -hmm. our legal department we were contacted and they said well they're saying we can't do this i said oh wait a minute here's the legal memorandum <laughs> right, right, that yeah. says you can do it yeah. that city has just adopted to put in god we trust on every city vehicle oh, wow. in the city fire <laughs> police wow. e everything that they can do right but people say well does that make a difference you bet it makes yeah, a sure. difference because yeah. all of a sudden people start saying, wait a minute, like you said, if he can do it, I can do it, yeah. I can change it in my school. Yeah, teachers were sending us pictures, you know, with their, you know, a selfie with, with it up in their room. In fact, uh, we did an event at the high school here, and one of the teachers came up to me and said, hey, man, i got to show you something. He took, he took me to his room and he said, right there, yeah. I, I got it hung up. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, phenomenal uh, opportunities there. You know, if once again, if you're listening, get involved in that. Obviously, it's not everywhere yet. And so there's still op opportunity for that poster to get hung up. You can reach out to uh, us and uh, we'll get you in touch with Mike if you're here in the state of Arkansas or we'll get you connected where you need to get connected. Lastly, Congressman, I want, I want you to speak into this here. Um, one of the movements... Um, is the uh, Keep Faith in America. Mm -hmm. And I was looking through the, the site there, and uh, there's a statement that just stood out to me. Um, it's under this section, what we stand for. There's a little um, paragraph called Move Forward. And it says this, faith has a key role in inspiring civility. Christians must, that stood out. I mean, this is direct language. Christians must uh, it just switch here. Help shape America's future and not live in fear of it. That that's powerful. You know, Justin. So many Christians I find are so afraid of tomorrow. Um, Christians love yesterday, and so we love to tell stories of the American Revolution and and the faith. Right, yeah, yeah. We love to tell stories of um, the biblical days, and you know because we won and 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 so. But if you find a Christian, we have one picture that I developed just to keep in, in my mind, walking down a hallway, and you can see the apprehension in this person's face as they get ready to turn the corner. That's the way we are about mm. tomorrow, and mm. we shouldn't mm. be. Mm. You know, I, I hear people all the time when I'm traveling around the country, they say, I just want to know what the Lord wants me to do. I just want to know what the Lord wants me to do. And I said, we know. There's four things the Scriptures have told you. The first one is in Genesis 128. They said, reproduce. Well, that's not just... Mm 
having more children. It's reproducing good. God yeah, put yeah, goodness yeah, sure, in Mike sure. and you and me, and we need to reproduce that goodness. Mm-hmm. And how do you reproduce it? Well, it's the same way the scriptures. Uh, if, if I read the scriptures, if I then tell those stories, I'm reproducing it. But the second one, as you remember, was in Jeremiah when mm. everybody was telling, you know, people in Jeremiah, they said, mm. you know, just pull in, just wait. Christ is, I mean, uh, God's going to take us back. He's going to mm-hmm. get rid of the exile. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah said, no, while you're here, get married, build your houses. But he That's says, good. look out for the general welfare. That was a command. That's good. God doesn't change. He's giving us the same command now. And then, of course, the last two things he tells us is what, what he told us in Matthew when he said, you know, go make disciples of, mm-hmm. of all men. And then finally in Romans eight twenty nine, where he says, be conformed to the image of mm-hmm. his son. Mm-hmm. So we really believe that Christians don't have it as an option mm-hmm. that you know that that we have is what God has commanded us to do to go out and look for the general welfare mm-hmm. and and the other mm-hmm. trick that I'll tell you the secularists do if you look throughout history and we love to uh, quote chronicles where you know he tells Solomon you know if my people will humble themselves right. and pray I'll heal their land but but there's another ingredient um, I, I think there's two there one is leaders need to call people to prayer because that's an ability leaders have and and leaders are not just elected leaders pastors right right sure, parents, whatever. sure. but the second thing we need to pray but the other thing is we need to know how to spell God and, and what I mean by that is um, you know in, in the days of the early church there were gods everywhere. The Romans had God, the Greeks had God, the secularists had God. Mm-hmm. It's no different in our world today. Mm-hmm. And the secularists dupe us in to spelling God with a little G. You know, that mm-hmm. there's a lot of gods and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We need to stand boldly and just say, God spelled with a capital G. The first command he yeah. gave us was, I'm God. Yeah. Spell me with a right, capital right. G. Yeah. But I'm convinced that if Christians realize we've got an obligation, not a luxury, to get out of mm, my house that's good. and to say, I'm walking with prayer. I'm walking with the fact that Jesus Christ is alive, you know, and I'm walking, I'm going to be strategic, and I'm going to build these networks. God will bless that in ways that we can't even imagine. He did it when we saw this country birth. Mm-hmm. He has done it throughout the history of this country. It's now our generation's time to do the same. Can you speak into real quick, um, you know, uh, as a believer, Christ follower, uh, but then you've gotten involved, you know, in the um, governmental arena. You know, I know people that, you know, when we've talked about Christians in general, they're, they're, they're kind of hiding out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of it is, you know, maybe they're afraid for the, um, the criticism and whatnot. Speak into that, because I know you've, you've faced that. What was it? Was it a, you know, what, what, what clicked? I mean, what just went like, all right, this is just how it is. And so I'm not going to be afraid you know, I've got to go to Walmart or I've got to go get gas or I've got to, you know, go buy jeans. I can't be afraid to be out in public, you know, speak, speak into just encouraging the people, look, they're going to criticize you, but get over it. You know, uh, one of the things, two two things on that, Justin, first of all, when we first found the uh, Congressional Prayer Caucus, my staff did not want me to do that because they said the exact same thing. <laughs> right. I, and I had friends of Congress. We're going to get roasted for this. That's right. And I had friends of Congress who said, wow. Randy, they're going to come after us. And, and I said, yes, they will. And they'll probably destroy some of us. But but for every one of us wow. they destroy, 20 will take their place, and then 200 will take their place. And what if we have wow. the courage to stand? Wow. You know, And that's what's happened throughout history with the Scriptures. But the other thing, Justin— we all look back through our lives and we say, I made some good decisions, I made some bad decisions. 
one of the decisions that I embraced that made all the difference in my life was from the time I was very young, I had people telling me, we'll take you, but leave your friend Jesus outside. Sure. You yeah. can talk about his principles. Well, we like you, Randy, but you know. Yeah, that's right. And, and, <laughs> and that happened in the education arena. Mm, it happened mm. in the political arena. It happened in the business arena. It happened socially with friends. Okay. And, and sure. they say, you know, you talk about his principles. It's okay, but leave him outside. And what I realized is when we do that, all of a sudden we forget kind of what he looks like and who he does. And so I wow. always realized wow. that I was going to err on the side of bringing him in and let the chips fall where they may. Okay. And there's never been a time. Oh, I, I've, we've had we've had the persecution <laughs> and the targets. Yeah. I don't get up a day to day that I don't have the anti-faith guys look at. They're watching the, what you're doing yeah, here. Sure, They'll yeah. have yeah. websites up tomorrow attacking us. But it's okay yeah. because every single time God has blessed us and he's opened mm-hmm. doors and he's done things that are important. And, and I just encourage anybody listening to this who might have that fear, got a choice you can be one of that 12 percent or you can sit over there but if you really believe they are going to leave you alone they're going to leave your families alone right if you just go into silence you are being duped in ways you can't even that is so true and by standing up that's the way we win wow mike congressman if i if i may for just a moment uh, for the folks that are listening i think there's something that that you've got uh, mm. in the works that would be real important to them and they'd like to hear a little bit about, and it's the um, read the book, tell the story. Okay. That's yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mentioned that because, you know, just right here in, in Boone County, Arkansas today, uh, we're wrapping up a seven-day Bible reading marathon. Bible reading marathon, yeah. And uh, it's so important, again, to read and to proclaim the Word of God. And so I, what this new initiative that you're working on, I'm really excited re- about. We are really excited about it. And, and one of the things that we realize is, again, I come back to, to uh, Genesis 128, mm-hmm. that we need to reproduce good. And to me, the greatest goodness the world's ever had is in the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. And, and we only get that by when I read the Scriptures and then when I tell the stories from the Scriptures. And, and the exciting thing about this book we call the Bible is that the stories don't stop between the two pages. Hmm. It's a story in Justin's yeah, life. You sure. know, how, how would your life have been different without the power of that book? Right. How would Mike's life, how would my life? Would we've got here. generals, wow. we've got football coaches, yeah. we've got everything else. So we've got a wonderful, wonderful man, Don Carey. Don was a, a, a NFL football player for 10 years with okay. Detroit. He's just this articulate, great-looking, wonderful African-American young man. Yeah. I, just, I just love so much. He led the league in tackles in 2015. But Don is actually spearheading a whole movement called Read the Book, Tell the Story. And one of the things we're going into is we actually try to get scholarships, $1,000, $2,000. But we go into schools and universities and say, uh, if you read this book and find the most creative way to tell the story, Uh, we give you the scholarship. It's amazing uh, how many young people then come back and say, okay, I read the book. Here's the way I tell this. Here's Mm -hmm. what it did in my life. Hmm. But the other thing is we are terrible storytellers as Christians unless we're telling the old stories. In Arkansas, in this town today, there are people whose lives are enormous stories. Hmm. We need to capture them and Mm -hmm. tell them. You need Mm -hmm. to do it from that pulpit. I need to do Mm -hmm. it from my pulpit, wherever that might be. Mike needs to do it from his. So part of this is also capturing those generals out there, those movie stars out there, those ordinary citizens out there who read that book, tell their story Mm. because when people are hearing that all of a sudden they're realizing oh my gosh this is different than what the media last thing i'll tell you is you you mentioned a lot of the uh the uh, 
lack of favorability for people in office. <laughs> there, there are a lot of yeah, people sure. in office that people don't get to see, yeah. that love the Lord, committed to the Lord, yes, are sir. standing up. It's just what you hear on the news and what you see isn't telling the whole, thing, telling yeah. the whole story. And we need to tell those stories, too. Yeah, You know, that's one it's of the reasons, uh, Congressman, that, that in, inspired me to invite you here, because we hear in all of the media and everything, we hear so many bad things. Mm -hmm. But we know there's hope. And and, and working with you and through the, the foundation, uh, we're so encouraged about that, and I felt like it was important today, and it, it's an honor to have you here, and we appreciate you working us into your schedule to be here for our yes, national sir. day of prayer. Yes, sir. And we're running him ragged during the time that he's here. He may not want to come back to Arkansas. <laughs> no, I love Arkansas. Work him hard. Good. Here. Come back because uh, we need to talk more about strategy. We'll do it. Yes, sir. But yes, that's sir. That's why we, we just thank you for being with us today thank here you, in Mike. the area. And Justin, thank you. Thank you, guys. Hey, well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Hey, if, if we can uh, – Join with you in prayer. Please reach out to us. You can send us an email at hello at gracecitychurch.tv. That's hello at gracecitychurch.tv or call us 870-741-9099. Leave a message. Somebody will get right back with you. But it would be our honor to just stand with you, agree with you if you need prayer for anything. Guys, once again, thank you so much. Uh, Mike, you got any closing thoughts here you want to leave with anybody? No, just to get involved. Uh, be sure. Uh, I think, Justin, you're going to share the phone number and some information yeah, we'll how they can link all that in the show notes. Yeah, reach out to the foundation. Take You be part of that 12%, as the congressman said, and, and start it in your community. You can make a difference. Awesome. Really make a difference. Mike, if they're in, in Arkansas, how, how can they get a hold of An, An American Speaks? If you can look at our, our website, anamericanspeaks.com. Uh, we also have the Arkansas Prayer, uh, Arkansas Prayer Caucus. You can find us online and on Facebook. Reach out to us, and we'll help you in any other part of Arkansas. We'll help you. Awesome. Okay. Congressman, thank you, sir. Mike, thank you guys. This has been tremendous. All right. Well, hey, until next time, be blessed.